0: What's going on, people? What is going on? This is your man, Six Man K Styles, and you are now tuning into the Six Man Combo. Let's get it. I didn't realize. Yeah, this song kind of gives you a Nate Dogg vibe just a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. Santa Claus is coming straight to the ghetto. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, with people? What is going on? No, Six-Man K-Styles coming through with the ones and twos, and today is a glorious Tuesday. I hope everybody's had a good day so far. It's coming straight to the But as you already know, while we have a six-man combo... I'm joined by the Senator Palpatine, team, the mad scientist himself. Mad my sports. Hey. Definitely appreciate y'all coming in, tuning in a bit, coming in heavy already. So Mike, let's go ahead and hit him. Normally hit him with on every show. Consists of three words. That'll 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 that call. Roll call.
1: There
0: you go. And today's roll call, we're going to hit y'all with a good one today. We've got the roll call starting off with Joseph Thornton. Raymond Elder, Wabapanda, be in the building. Melvin Emery, Bubba Gump, Silas Draven, Brian Peoples, Keith Jones, Myron Jackson, Pat Norris, Kenneth Lewis, Riley Ten ninety, Pamela Johnson. D, we got the low ski in the building, ATL Lee. We got Lee85, <coughs> Jerry Bowie, Nathan Floyd, Trauma, Isaac Crimes. We got Michael Walker, Keyshawn Black. D. Coleman, Living the Dream. <laughs> got Mucho Grundy, we got Fred Butts, my people Sonya's in the building, so let's go, let's go ahead and cut the music, three, two, what's going on people, let's go ahead and get right into it man, as y'all already seen what today's title of the show is you know what I want to make a confession right now here today I want to make a confession Mike you know what a com- I love my confessions for today is the fact that the Atlanta Falcons have been the underdogs in literally every game this season and are so far six and oh, against the spread. I love it. Hmm. I but yeah, yeah. So, as a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, this is why we always say here: whether they seventeen and zero or zero and seventeen, you are going to get the same energy from me, Mad Mike Sports. And everybody that you see associated with us. So
1: let, let me get a little quote. I want I want to start off on a little quote. And this comes from one of my favorite rappers. Um and it just sums up who I am and why is this important. Uh, Will Smith don't got a cuss in records and we're out to sell records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. So basically what that means is Mad Mike Sports, Atlanta Falcons Nation, this is what we do. We're not cookie cutter. We are who the hell we are, and that's going against the grain. And this is why this Atlanta Falcons team is so uh, near and dear to us, and why wow, we're riding with these guys. They are the underdogs, like K-Style just said. They've been the underdogs and over the spread for like well, all six games, the first six games. That's what we are about. We go against the grain. We're not cookie-cutter. We're not what everybody's trained to see and trained to hear. We go against the grain. And this is what this Atlanta Falcons team, this is what the Dirty Birds represent, and this is what Atlanta Falcons Nation – Man, Mike, Six Man, K-Style, a Holy Alliance, this is what we're about.
0: Hey, man. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's go ahead and get right into it. And today's topic is, are the Atlanta Falcons still considered the worst roster in the NFL? Now, you're probably wondering, why are we talking about this, where we've literally seen the Atlanta Falcons themselves literally first six games go up against five playoff teams? If you don't believe me, look at these point spreads. Look at these point spreads. Plus five, plus 10, plus one, plus one, plus 10, Mm. plus 3.5. The only non playoff team we have played so far is the Seattle Seahawks. Well, no, actually, no, they did come to the playoffs, too. Now the Atlanta Falcons are starting to get a little bit more love, and people are starting to now kind of see what what a lot of us have been seeing from what this team what we have what our expectations of this team was going to have to be in order for them to turn that page like i said this year is pretty much a this was pretty much a tell all year as far as what direction they wanted to go to um Matt might said it best He's been saying it this whole offseason. We're not worried about what the players are doing. It's about what what are the coaches. What are they gonna do? So as I say that, I set it up for Mad Mike to give his take on the Falcons. Still being considered the worst roster in football. Floor is yours, my brother.
1: Um are the Falcons the worst roster in the NFL. Um I'll say this. Yes, they are.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely they are. Ain't a dang thing changed from them. Number one, Mm -hmm. you gotta a journeyman quarterback you got a rookie quarterback you got a quarterback that's in the third year playing tight end you got uh Caleb Huntley that nobody wanted he was an undrafted free agent you got a fifth round running back in Tyler year. you got a wide receiver playing running back in Cordero Patterson you got a tight end a second year tight end and Kyle Pitts um, obviously he is uh, probably one of the better tight ends uh, in the league, but he's not catching a lot of passes. You got Michael Prowitt, a guy who just signed a contract to stay with the team, um, who was a journeyman tight end himself. I can keep going on and on. Caleb Caleb McGeary, nobody wanted him. They wanted to kick him out of the league. Chris Lindstrom, obviously he probably of a better premier of uh, guards in the league, uh, veteran or uh, young um a center and Drew Dalman who just does nothing but uh screw up uh you know a uh, a lot of those uh, uh, uh snaps you got wilkinson who came from um the the bears and the bears he was so shitty in with the bears um, they got rid of him too. He was a uh, uh, he was a starter that right tackle for them a couple of games too. right God, he was all over the place. And then Jake Matthews, nobody still don't get him the, the respect that he deserves. Wide receiver uh, uh, Alumades Um obviously nobody saw anything in him either. He was a free, uh, undrafted, I believe he was an undrafted free agent, um, if I'm not mistaken. But I can keep going on uh, down the line. Gray 5th round pick. Nobody wanted him. I like AJ. Um a lot of people didn't necessarily didn't want him, but they was kind of shocked. So there's that, you know, that chip on his shoulder as far as that's concerned. It's like the guys in Atlanta didn't really want me here. A lot of people didn't want me. uh they were, I will not say necessarily want him, but they were shocked that it was him in that particular order. So I could keep going on and on all up and down the roster. They just fit. They were filled with misfits. So ain't a damn thing changed. Young way. Koo, a journeyman. He failed his first couple of years in the NFL, absolutely bombed. And now he's one of the better kickers in the league. And uh, Bradley Pinion was cut by the, so many teams. And now he's found a home here in Atlanta. Arthur Smith, they say he was a fake tough guy. Dean Pease. They say he didn't know what the hell he was doing, and you know, um, end up not getting any respect in Tennessee. Um, you know, Mike Vrabel tried to take all the credit for the defense that he built, and here we go now in Atlanta. He's making this, he's turning this defense around with a bunch of guys um, that that nobody really wanted. You got a guy at AK forty seven that was the that he was the ugly guy. Uh, uh, he was the ugly guy at Penn State. The pretty guy was Michael Parsons. He was doing all the dirty work and made sure that he stayed clean. You know, I could keep going on and on and on and on and on. Richie Grant, no, he played at UCF. And, look, who the hell want to play at UCF? Everybody want to go to Georgia and Alabama and LSU and all these pretty schools. So he got a chip on his shoulder. J- uh, Jay Hawkins, Jalen Hawkins, come on, man. Another guy, a low draft pick. I can keep going on and on and on. None of these guys have those first-round picks on their on jersey, on their resume, none of that shit. So, hell yeah, we're still the worst roster in the league. But what makes us so good? That heart, baby. That's what men are made of. That heart.
0: A.K.A. He said... <laughs> We the worst roster <laughs> in football and we don't give a fuck. <laughs> a lot of food.
1: So yes, sir, we are. There ain't nothing changed.
0: Yeah. So so this conversation kind of comes up. It kind of came up because I know pretty much kind of covered what we really wanted to cover with the cooler talk yesterday. So I wanted to kind of get kind of switch it up just a little bit because we hearing it all around that well the Atlanta Falcons can shock I think Greeny on ESPN said that the Falcons can shockingly win the NFC South. The first thing he said was I can't believe I'm saying this. So if you had to say that first Greeny Don't say it at all. I was about to say that. You got to keep the same energy. Mm -hmm. You got other people talking about, well, damn. This team just won't go away. Maybe this team is a little bit better than we thought. I said, no, hashtag two and 15. Just like L, just like just like our homie LT said, hashtag two and fifteen, hashtag worst roster in football. We've heard we've heard it, and and the reason why we harp on this because this ain't even the major sports media that put this narrative out there. This is our own Atlanta media putting it out there. Mm hmm coming up with mock drafts for the 2023 draft 2 days after the 2022 draft saying that Arthur Smith needs to be fired because he's not their cup of tea. Mhm. We need the more modern offense. This offense is old. <laughs> right. So what you're seeing from this team right now is all coaching. This is literally, well, this is a brand-new team. But this is a brand-new team full of, like Mike said, a bunch of ragtag guys that had no shot anywhere else. Mm -hmm. The Falcons are fourth in the league in turnovers. Well, takeaways. Takeaways. Top five in rushing. Top five in second half scoring. Let's mm. see it. Mm. Offense and defense, by the way. Mm. Mm. Arthur Smith said it best. And D. and put it up here. You already wrote our obituary. <laughs> DP said, or DP had another quote this offseason. You keep telling players that they suck or they're terrible, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to buy into it or they're going to thrive from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Let's go ahead and I got a little treat for everybody that we got a little treat over here for today. Um, I want y'all to go ahead and get your notebooks, your pads, um, get your whiteboards cleared out because you know who we got coming in today? We got the professor. <laughs> What's going on, Noah?
2: Oh, a bit of a long overdue appearance, but I'm doing just as fine as everyone else.
0: Hey, man, what you got for us, man? What you got on your mind?
2: You know what? I I keep seeing that. I think these people are making the power rankings wrong. They keep right. having the 32nd team at like 18 or 14 or or whatever the case may be like. They don't know where to put this team. Really? Hmm. Because mm-hmm. all I've been saying is that we were the only two and fifteen team. All right. There were people making bets about us being worse than the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Why? Saying that we would automatically get the first overall pick just by nature.
0: Right.
2: Yet here we are tied atop of the division. Should have been more than that. Okay. I I can give a realistic scenario at <laughs> me <laughs> being realistic. Oh, come on. Ooh. I can give a realistic scenario of us being six and
0: oh.
2: All right. Brian Edwards catches that pass in the end zone, week one. That's a win. Speaking of another pass that uh, Edwards may have caught, Marietta just throws it just two inches lower in week two. That's a touchdown. That's a win. And we already know what happened last week. So I think this was a statement win to show off that hey, if you had any doubts as to whether or not the Falcons had the ability to drive down the fields against Tampa Bay, I think this game was the pinnacle example of that. Like, yeah, we would have done that, no problem. Okay. I heard the commentators, right, <laughs> featuring Noah Eagle <laughs> and Marsh Earth talk about how the four9ers did not give a, they did not allow a touchdown in the first half since december of last year we dropped 3 of them one of them on defense with a scoop and scoop and score
1: Come on now! I wanted the karate chop him went throw He he got on my damn nerves. Calling the game, it, it, he had his uh, his head so far up Shyann Hand's ass. I've never seen him like offense wasn't doing anything. He was just kept talking about how how much of a genius he was. He ain't scoring no damn points. was wide the screens I, to get the quarterback into it. Go ahead, go ahead, Noah. Go, go, and go. I want I want to give people this
2: thing because I I found out about it and I dropped it into the Discord, but. Uh, shout out to uh, the Bootleg Football Podcast for giving me this snippet of information about Kyle Shanahan. Did you know that in the Super Bowl era, this is playoffs included, by the way, when a coach is trailing by five points or more at the start of the fourth quarter, right? Any coach, right? If you're down by five at the start of the fourth quarter, There is literally no worse head coach than Kyle Shanahan. As in that situation, he is 0-26. There is not a single instance of him as a head coach overcoming (laughs) just a five-point deficit in the fourth quarter. So, that's all I got to say on that. We got a phone 99 super chat.
0: Phone 99 super t- chat from, from Jones. And Jones. The bands be rocking, and I play a major part of
2: it because I got season tickets, and I made lots of noise. Well, we appreciate that, man. Because we I, I, after week one, I made my stream. And it's like, hey, we're going to keep pointing the finger. But I think some of us have to r- remind ourselves that we play a factor, and this is how we do so right mm-hmm. when we dominate that stadium and the crowns and the attendance we dominate the game mm-hmm. this yeah. is just a snippet of how good we can be in the future folks and i'm not mm-hmm. even talking like long-term 2023 and all that kind of crap i'm talking about like this season right people want to talk about how how we had like the ninth hardest schedule in the league right to go along with the worst roster in the nfl got one of the top 10, like one of the worst schedules you could possibly give a bad team. And this was the main crux of the argument as to why they considered us bad. Mm-hmm. They said, even if you have all that talent, you're not going to overcome that schedule. Now what are they saying? Down the stretch, we literally have the easiest schedule on the NFL based off of the metrics of this season. Who said that first? Who? <laughs> I said that back
0: in May. Mm -hmm. That's why we call him the professor. Pen, paper, notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I've stated this several times. All you have to do is go back through our archives. There's well over 3,000 videos on here. If you have any doubt on anything, You can hit us up or you can go through the archives yourself. It's not that difficult. Just go a year. Just a year. Just go through it. We've said everything. Everything from the possibility of Debo actually staying as well as being traded. We've we've said it's nothing we have not spoken on.
0: Right about
2: that. I remember me and Mike having a discussion about Deion Jones's contract in the offseason at some point. Hmm. And I was like, "Well, here's the thing, right? Like, they can probably overcome the salary cap at some point. It's just a matter of can they overcome the talent that he is." And then Troy mm-hmm. Anderson was like, "Hey, I'm here." And he showed sure up. Well, what you needed a you needed a fast uh, guy that can tackle and cover. Oh, that's me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That so, right? so f- for those that may not know that the remaining schedule for the Atlanta Falcons is the Bengals, winnable, the Panthers twice. Give me that three weeks. Oh. The Chargers. That's what I'm gonna focus on. The Bears. Oh, please. The Commanders. <laughs> Embarrassing. The Steelers. Come on. Man. Saints. Well, thanks for,
2: thanks for taking care of Tampa Bay for us.
0: The Saints. <laughs>
1: the
0: the Ravens. Mm, how's that defense looking? The Cardinals. That defense is struggling right Ooh,
2: now. Ooh, can Keller overcome his shortcomings?
0: And the very last game of the year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Grady, you got some revenge to get.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but, but before the season started, the expectation was the Falcons weren't gonna win their first game until week ten. That was the expectation.
2: The crazy part is, is that even if we had to deal or if we had to worry about injuries, everyone that was like lurking in the depth chart, every single position group has stepped up in some way. Uh To the point where we can lose Cordell Patterson for a couple weeks and not even bat an eyelash. We can lose Kyle Pitts and give Michael Pruitt a touchdown before Kyle Pitts.
0: (laughs) Damn, man. Definitely shout out to Kyle Pitts, man, because he is literally turning into a complete tight end right before our eyes, too. Oh, I've, I've,
2: I've noticed how big his arms are getting from blocking.
1: That's, be, that's the thing the passing game is yet to come come uh come together. That's the scariest thing about this team right now. When the passing game, <clears throat> excuse me, when the passing game finally comes to game together the way that we know that it can, Drake London, Zeke's kids is playing out of his mind right now, and then mm-hmm. teams start focusing on all right, we have to stop this run. We can't worry about Kyle Pitts. That's when things are going to get really interesting. When people, when teams start saying to themselves, look, we can't be worried about Kyle Pitts. We got to stop this run. We have to stop the run. That's when things are going to get scary for this offense. Because at some point, you're going to get Cordero Patterson back. And he can still play wide receiver. (laughs) And you Mm -hmm. can have both of those guys. I saw something. Uh, and I believe K-Styles, I don't know who it was who pro, uh, who, who uh, mentioned this, but they had a pro set. We haven't oh, seen a pro was, set.
0: That was LT. <laughs> that was LT?
1: We haven't seen that a pro set in this, in this team in, with this team in a long time. So picture called Harold Patterson in one side, and you have Caleb Huntley or Tyler Algier in the same backfield. Those guys split out. Now you got a three wide receiver set with Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, and uh, Zaccheaus, as well as Drake London. How are you going to do that with a, a quarterback who can make plays on the run himself? This offense has yet to come together, so when they finally get it, you think the teams are scared now? Do not be surprised if the Falcons make a... If, if they make it to the playoffs, do not be surprised they make a run. That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> Defense right, travels, right? Run mm-hmm. game travels. Yeah.
2: That definitely carries over into the winter season, into December playoff football. That's when you're going to need to run game a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the NFL, like uh, you posted about this earlier, like, about um, like the average amounts of points being scored per game. It's like lower than nu- lower than mm-hmm. usual. Like, the uh, the margin of victory is, like, significantly lower. Mm-hmm. And, sure, like, you can you can give up some examples as to why that could be the case. But the way I see it for us is that <clears> – <throat> sorry, something got in my throat. Um, we control the game because of the run game, right? We're controlling the clock. We're controlling the field position. We're controlling our physicality and we get to call whatever we want because of that. And even when everyone in their left mother knows that we're going to run the ball, and they still can't stop it. Right? Like, I, I saw the cameraman getting fooled out by uh, Marcus Mariota's, like, zone read still. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
1: That was nice. Like
2: we're in week six, man we have yet to become a well-oiled machine.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We haven't even really tapped into a full, complete team like that. But what they're doing is they're setting the mindset. This is the biggest difference from last year to this year, is that you have a bunch of guys that bought into the mindset of, It's us against the world. Nobody believes in us. Everybody in this locker room, everybody in this circle, we believe in each other. That's why when Arthur Smith put out the presser as far as talking about Mariota, it's like, these guys believe in Mariota. They are fighting with Mariota. This is why you don't see a Desmond Ritter out there right now.
1: Uh, imagine
2: waking up in the morning wanting to praise Marcus Mariota.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when is the time to start Desmond Ritter? Right. I don't know how many headlines I saw that. Right,
0: but like when you said,
1: said has a bounce back game.
0: <laughs> right, right. So. Oh, and Col D. Coleman said this season is showing that there's a difference between play calling and coaching. How do y'all feel about that?
2: I mean, well, case in point was yeah. Kyle Shanahan, right? I, I, outside,
0: outside of Kyle Shanahan, I always I already said it before. Kyle Shanahan overrated as fuck. Uh, All right, fine. He's, he's basically one's punching bag. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, well, Matt Lafleur, how about that yeah. for Green Bay? I think they actually let um, Aaron Rodgers call like a lot of the, like a good number of the plays, and they've kind of been losing. I wouldn't say yeah. as a result of that, but when, I mean, when you have like one of the best run duos in the NFL, and you still want to make your rookie receivers work and become Mm -hmm. a thing when you know that it hasn't been. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's about time where you kind of like take that away from the quarterback. I get that he's got back to back MVPs, but he's not Bart Starr. All right. Like he's not going to just call all of the plays for you and imagine that to work. Like this isn't the early, to late sixties or whatever. Like this is why you Mm -hmm. have coaching. Yeah. Play calling is play calling, but coaching is coaching. Like this is where you need to step up. All right. This is when, You have to just get your offense, get your defense, get your special teams, rally around each other, right? And uh, just like what Raymond Elder said about us, you know, when we control the kind of possession, it's all about complementary football. That is coaching. You can't get that from play calls. It's
1: all about the adjustments as well. Uh, uh, A lot of coach, a lot of players can't see. What was even in their head? Like, let's just say, for example, you from I saw a clip earlier today with Dave Grohl was stating that Marcus Mariota was doing a better job of planting his foot in the pocket. That's something that I saw earlier. But these are the things from a coaching standpoint that you see that players can't see. All right, Mikey, a little bit you're leaning back a little bit too far. You you know when you throw. You know your front shoulder isn't, you know, um, you know, going through the zone, um, you know, or fast enough, quick enough, or you're doing it too fast. You're doing it too slow. You're not watching the target. Like these are the types of things that coaching can see. This is why you have in boxing, you have guys like Angelo Dundee who can see. All right, this guy's doing this. All right, you need to make the next. You need to, you know, shoot the uppercut, give him the jab or whatever it is. This is what coaching is for, and this is why I've always stated. Having a guy like Aaron Rodgers calling all the plays, he doesn't care about the right tackle not being able to pass protect. He doesn't care about the center it's not very good in pass protection. He wants to call plays that he's comfortable with, and what he's comfortable with is not always good for the team and the offensive line. Now we see the same guys that we shitted on for the last two to three years are playing like all pros. I wonder why.
0: Hmm, I wonder why too. Why is that case?
1: Though?
0: And I mean, and you can
2: have bad play calls and bad coaching at the same time, <laughs> Broncos. Um, and that kind of plays into that so like there's Whoa. the good good there's the good bad there's the bad good and then there's the bad bad
0: yeah that is true but hold on hold on everybody hold on um we go we're we gonna have to take an intermission here man we got 111 people in here and I only see 30 likes man we gotta get these likes up man so we gotta take a little intermission break here I gotta give y'all an opportunity to go ahead and hit that like button. So, time out. You gotta help your brother, out, man. Like you said, man, we, we 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 appreciate y'all watching. We always do. This is why we say you always go ahead and hit that like button, man. We gotta get this message out here. Um, and that like button is very very key. But so we definitely appreciate that so while you also hitting that like button you also make sure you go ahead and subscribe to No Attendee Mad Mike Sports no, six man K-Styles I mean you're already here <laughs> hey well for something for yeah. you exactly Exactly. You got, you got ghost watchers out there. They, they love watching come to our programs, but they don't want to subscribe, but they don't want to hit the like button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All right. I didn't even get the replicas in. They already didn't hit the 50% mark. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Now we definitely appreciate that, man. Like you said, man, it's free. Um, we just want to put the message out here, man. We want to show the, we want to show y'all and to show these other folks that you got some people, you got some Falcon fans out here that are riding that. You got Falcon fans out here that are relatable, that ain't all that that kind of bumps the system on a daily basis like we do because we damn sure do bump the system. <laughs> I take pride in that, <laughs> but um, got a couple questions here, man. This is why I say at this point in time, y'all go ahead and y'all relay y'all questions here in the chat, man. Um, here's a question here from Derek. He says, "Um, do you think when Damian Williams come back, he's still a bit part of this offense?" Mm. <sighs> To be honest with you, I
1: can't. I can't. I can't. Like I
0: said, you can't take away from those two, those two are hot right now. Avery, too,
1: and Avery, yeah, like you said,
0: Avery, yeah. Avery is making some big runs, too. So, yeah, Damian Williams, Lord, Darryl, and,
1: and, damn, I you damn sure ain't gonna take
0: you no know, away from Cordero. Mm-hmm. So I just don't so
1: see Williams being with this team anymore. I think he's gonna get cut. Heck, we
2: gave
0: a carry to Keith Smith on a third and short.
1: <laughs> yeah, think.
0: got Keith Smith in the run game, Keith Smith in the passing game, the right way. <laughs> Not some <laughs> freaking fourth and nine
2: curl route on the outside. <laughs> the right
0: The right the way. What dirt cutter? Um yeah, I had to throw, I had to throw that one in. There. But yeah, man, Damian Williams is kind of—he's kind of the odd man out right now. And like you said, it's unfortunate. But when you got Algier, at which I will say with Algier, that's the guy. That's the guy that put everybody on him over here. You see the guy down here at the bottom. hmm 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 And then you got Caleb Huntley. Like you said, they running well right now. Avery Williams running well right now. This offense is flowing right now. Bruh. And I want everybody, if anybody went on, checked out Baldy's breakdowns, he took so much pride in looking at Kyle Pitts. Like I said, when you got Kyle Pitts out here more excited blocking than catching passes, when y'all said that he couldn't block, Arthur Smith and this coaching staff have lit such a fire under this team right now. That your biggest playmaker is excited about doing the dirty work.
2: Yeah, shout out to uh, the whole tight end university as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like we got those clips of uh, George Kittle teaching Kyle Pitts how to block and how to get off releases and whatnot,
0: mm-hmm. and like
2: San Francisco, that that is like George Kittle, that is their pride and joy. Right, like right. they can do whatever you want with like everyone else, but no, you you don't touch Kittle, like that. That is their, that is their baby. But uh, yeah, meanwhile over here, like we're taking pride in him as well. Mm-hmm. He, he don't gotta be the one that's like, you know, gets the biggest attention every single snap. Mm-hmm. But he what he will do is play his part, and if his part is blocking. Guess what? He wants to do the best job at blocking. If it's running around, says it's, it's providing a decoy so that creates separation for someone else, he's gonna do an excellent job of making sure that he's getting attention from multiple defenders as much as he can. And when it comes this time, that's your reward, right? That's your that's your red zone target. That's your that's your red zone touchdown, which I've heard some people uh, <laughs> making some statements about a dirty bird dance. It's like, well, don't worry.
0: He'll get he'll get some extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, extra, that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that was kind of the funky chicken he did, but 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 we give him a pass on it. Yeah, it's uh, his first time. But 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 it, it, hey, hey, wait, it's look. better than thinking Mike Goseki's gritty. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Boy, that was the worst thing I ever seen. But that motherfucker looked like he was out there and passing out.
1: I don't know what I don't know I I what he was doing.
0: Woo-child, you know how your
1: grandma be saying, Woo, child. I don't know what that was. I don't know what I was doing
0: him. in the mirror. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why you do them in the mirror. Oh, the hey, in there. There. <laughs> he better never in his lifetime do ever do that shit again. <laughs> there
1: are so many dance
2: moves, bro. Don't stick to that. <laughs> you
1: do well, it. Can't, can't do that, or something.
0: Damn, <laughs> <be a different. laughs> that mother was, was in the end zone picking flowers. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <I don't laughs> There wasn't no gritty. He was picking flowers. <laughs> but yeah, about oh, um,
2: Kyle Pitts breaking him down. Uh, yeah, it's it's very cathartic watching that because we just get to see how well rounded he's becoming as a player for us, and. Stuff like that, as small as it may be, as as a defensive player, you need as many tails as possible to figure out what the offense is doing before the snap, right? And if you see Kyle Pitts lining up in a certain formation, if you see him looking a certain way, if you see him acting a certain way, like I saw this one post about um like Joe Mixon, for example, the running back for the Bengals. Like, and you see him in the backfield, like if he like stands up, that's when you know it's a pass. But if he's, like, leaning forward, that's when you know it's a run. That's all it takes sometimes. And then that right there is a tell. So, when you mm-hmm. see Kyle and you're thinking, like, oh, well, he's only good at receiving. And then you see him out there, you know, on uh, – what was his name? Like a minute who or something? Just c- cracking him.
0: Why? Right. <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: Again, it, it makes you feel really good about who we have. And then I saw someone else saying, like, hey, Drake is doing really good at blocking too. You know, like we saw Kadero Hodge, you know, putting in some good effort downfield mm-hmm. with, with some blocking. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's when you have everyone buying into that, right? Like, everyone on the field takes pride in that run game. All right, like one of the one of the phrases that we uh that we keep hearing him say is like one of 11 right wow right. it takes all 11 people to make the run game work and you think well how does the heck this is like how does it take all 11 right like don't you as the quarterback just like hand the ball off and that's it like that's your job no 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 all right like not in this offense especially you seeing all the stuff that Marcus has to do before the snap not saying he's the only one but it just goes to show that when he's making sure that everyone's lined up and that every play looks the same as the, what it did before even in the even if you're in the same formation right like you can't make your passes look so different from your runs before the snap because that's when everyone's going to know correct so you can't have that tell as a quarterback right you have to you have to sell it and if it's a play-action, you have to sell it. If it's a draw, you have to sell it. Zone read, you have to sell it. Just the yeah. standard drop-back pass, you have to sell whatever it is that you're doing.
0: Yeah, man, mm-hmm. definitely. And that, and like you said, that is the difference between a well-coached team and a team of good players with average coach. Because you do not want them tails. We As Falcon fans, we used to have a player that used to give away plays subconsciously. If anybody remember James Stone's um, if I run snap with left, if I pass snap with right-looking ass.
1: Yeah, he didn't <laughs> last very long
2: in the NFL. <laughs> he didn't. Again, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. If you get that one tell. You know, I remember uh, like hearing about how Brett Favre, like every run play, he never looked at the safeties, and that's how teams are able to like sniff snuff up the run.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's why that's why Brett Favre. That, like I said, as much, many touchdowns as Brett Favre had thrown in his career, that's why he's the NFL career leader in interceptions too. Whoops. Y'all forgot about that, didn't? Gunslinger right. threw picks like a mud. Uh,
2: yeah, if you, if you try to get Desmond Ritter to do the same thing, right? We saw in the preseason, and I get that it was in the preseason, right? Like, and it's a difference. Like we've seen a massive difference so far between preseason week two or whatever to like week six, but you're still going to have those mental slip ups. You're like, you're still going to have certain habits that might carry over from your college days to the pros that you need to snuff out and allowing the time to do that. Right. Like I've never had a problem with being like, well, you know, if Mariota isn't it, then we just need to let, you know, let Ritter, you know, get his lumps or whatever. And just like, make sure that we have the guy. Well, here's the thing. If you rush him too far into it, And you realize that there's more than one problem to be fixed. You're going to have him play hero ball. And what is most of these quarterbacks known for right now? They're playing hero ball. And some of them, they can get by with that margin of error because everything else around them is already set up. All right, Josh Allen is like 80% of the offense in in Buffalo. He is the hero, if you will.
1: But the thing about it is... That was one of the things coming out of college that I was, um, and and quite frankly, that's the reason why I think he um, failed to the third round, Desmond Ritter, is that he was a puppet. This is why I hate RPO. I hate it with a passion for the development of a quarterback, not the system itself, but for the quarterback, <laughs> because he's he was a puppet at Cincinnati. He was only he was only doing what the coach taught him. When you get to the NFL, that's not a trait that you want. You want to be able to think in different schemes. He didn't have that option in college where he had to like, all right, this is what happens. And if it if it goes astray, where am I going to go for it? Desmarino, he's looking to the sidelines. Coach, what should I do here? That's something that, from a quarterback standpoint, you want to be able to give him the freedom to be a quarterback to call the plays. Not every time, you know, you see a defense show a blitz, they stop, look to the sideline, look at some damn cards. <laughs> this is why he's. This is why he's still. This is why he's the backup. This is why he's still on the bench for the Atlanta Falcons. Because, quite frankly, in my opinion, I think he's a better thrower than Marcus Mariota. But Marcus Mariota understands the dynamics of being a quarterback, like Noah was just saying. Understanding that you got to look at the safeties, you got to look at the corners, you got to look at the linebackers. What, how is the defensive line shifting towards this side or this side? Do I have to, you know, shift, call a play to shift my line to go to the left, to the right? Are we gonna crash down and take out the blitz, and we're gonna leave? the outside for him, for the hot read or the linebacker or or the running back. These are the things you got to understand from a quarterback standpoint that are very important in developing. And this is the reason why Marcus Murray is the quarterback right now. He didn't do that at Cincinnati. He was a puppet at Cincinnati. And this is one of the main reasons why you see Bryce Young is struggling his ass off. At Alabama, he's getting hit constantly constantly this is why he's having injuries it's because he's a puppet the rpo turns quarterbacks into puppets they don't know what to do so he runs for his life so
0: i hey hey look i'm about to say you you just brought up a very interesting question that i had i just <laughs> thought of but let me get this out the way mm-hmm. well you pretty much you, you pretty much kind of answered it but I'm going to say, he said, do you feel Marcus Marriott will break out and pass for 250 against the Bengals on account of them trying to stop the run? Look, I'm the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. I'm going to tell, tell you like this. I don't know. Maybe. But like Malcolm has said, by any means necessary for all my wrestling fans. The Nation of Domination said, by any means necessary, if he doesn't throw for 250 yards, I'm fine with it. If we're running the ball and we're controlling the clock, that was it. This offense does not predicate for Marcus Mariota to throw for 300 yards. I know he said 250 here. It's not predicated on him to throw 250 to 300 yards. Or just
2: getting stats in general for a certain player, Mm -hmm. right? Like we've seen time and time again, like offense doesn't care about fantasy football or it doesn't care about, like how, how many stats it has. Like Marcus Mario has never cared about that. Right. Right. Like he said so in his recent press conferences, what matters is making sure that you get your best game plan up against the team. Right. And if we're going to talk about the Bengals, I am pretty sure that they just like lost like both of their starting defensive tackles and got gashed up in the run. So even if they're going to try to stop us, they don't have the firepower at their best right now to do that, even if they know, right? Last like, Sunday's team knew we were going to run the ball. Last week's team knew we were going to run the ball. The previous team's week before knew that we were going to run the ball. All right? Like, if you're going to show, like, on account of trying to stop the run, the only team that's kind of done that was the Rams, and that was only because of the game script. That was only because we were down such a deficit to where it became necessary to pass more. And even that was starting to become sneakily successful.
0: And, 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 and let, me, let me put this out. Let me put this out there right quick. Falcons-Bangles. The Bengals are a six-point favorite against the Falcons. Let me put that out there. So, once again, we're the underdogs in another game. 6-0 against the spread is all I'm going to say. That's all, hey, That's all you need to be saying right there, man. Like I said, literally every game we're going to be the underdogs.
2: And we're doing so much better than what Vegas ever thought we were going to be.
0: Oh, they mad as hell. Well, well now, Vegas, Vegas, I know Vegas are happy because um, – what, what's happening is is that because the falcons are underdogs and they putting these bets out here and you know the crazy thing is before last week when they did the spread when they did the uh the spread bets. Where the Falcons were the underdog, they usually took the other team at a whopping 90 to 98% in all those games. This year, all the bets were going to the Falcons for covering the spread. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Calvin Ridley. Calvin really asked, "Ain't that kind of goes with this question right here?" But Pat North said, "Would you trade Calvin Cha Cha Slide really for?" I don't believe he fits the team. Man, I trade him for a moon pie, um, some 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 fruit snacks, and a Bang energy drink.
2: I'll I trade him it for is. a compliment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I cool. say this. I'm not trading them for the Then again, if you, you want to be
2: like the Panthers GM, be like, "Oh, I want more of the first rounders."
1: Oh my god. I'm I, I look, I'm not if I if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm taking my time. With Calvin really. I'm taking my time with with Calvin really because now you have weapons outside of Calvin really. Yeah, we're the we're and the ones with get, the control. Yeah. That's why I say I'm taking my time with it. I'm taking my time at the start, start of it all. Like he it.
2: seemed to have all the control because we didn't know
1: what the answer was going to be at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But now they have it, now so we know. I'm taking my time getting the right deal because even if he doesn't want, like, even at this point in time, Calvin right. really just want to play for a team. He doesn't have any power whatsoever. So if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm looking for a second or better or multiple picks for that? If he doesn't buy into the scheme, look, his presence on the field is just enough. His presence is going to open up things for Drake Lennon on third and fourth wide receivers. I'll take that, I'll take even Calvin really on the third and fourth wide receiver because now you got Kyle Pitts, you got Calvin really, now you got Drake Lennon. And O.Z., if he continues to do what he's been doing all this season, you got a great wide receiver core right now. And an offensive Uh, line that can't, right now, that can't be stopped. So I'm not, I'm not, I look, K-Style, you got to get out your feelings when it comes down to this. uh, Get out your feelings because he is a fit to be here as a decoy. Okay? That's what we're talking about, as a decoy. We ain't talking about Calvin Ridley, all the cha-cha slider. You're not going to ask him to do that if you're Arthur. You know what he can't do. You're not going to call plays for him to go across the middle like that. You're going to call plays where he can do well. But I think that one
2: thing that, uh, to k point, if I can read his mind once again, um, it goes back to a conversation about <laughs> not allowing the defense to get a tell on us. If we're trying to compensate for Calvin Ridley, that's a tell that the defense can take advantage of, even if it's just one player out of the rest of the 10. Like, that is all oh, that's necessary. If we know that we're going to try to limit the playbook to only accommodate for Calvin Ridley's, like, limitations based off of what he chooses not to do or uh-oh, what he just uh-oh, can't uh-oh. do.
1: Stop, 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 stop. Stop! What is this deal?
2: Well, first off, I don't think he really wanted to run the, like, block for us when it comes to running the ball. All right. And that's like the biggest component, making sure that he buys into that instead of like having to worry about getting his numbers and stuff so that he can try to get it on Snapchat again. But, no, uh...
1: no, nah, no. Nah, nah, We're keeping it football. Let's keep it football. Nah, 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 no, nah, no. I'm, I'm going to say, say, look, look, look i I'm going
0: to say, well, I'm going to say, um, if, if on, you're, let, lo- let if you you're looking at. Oh, let me Let me get this out quick. Because if you're looking at particularly the routes that they're running in this system, as great of a route runner as a Calvin really is, you're going to be looking at what's his mindset as far as adapting to what the mindset of the rest of the team is. Now, we've seen Calvin. I must say say, what his
1: limitations were. (laughs) So, oh, what is all right, okay, listen. okay, okay, okay. Listen, because what listen, I'm saying, listen. what I'm getting to, what I'm getting to, is because it's not that he can't go and hasn't been going over the middle. He goes over the middle, but he do the funky chicken, the moonwalk, going backwards. That's not necessarily saying that he can't
0: do it, because he's been doing that. But that goes into the mindset of where they want their players to be, though. This is what this is what I
1: get that I, I know exactly what you get, also. But, um, me,
2: you know, <laughs> well, also with Calvin Ridley, he runs a lot of comeback routes. He has a lot of running like speed outs and a lot of stuff to the sideline. We don't really see that with this team anymore, right? Like we get the occasional kind of speed route from uh, Drake London on like certain situations, some with OZ with like the flat routes and whatnot, just to get the first down, but. but that was something that Matt and Calvin was, like, really known for, right? Just, like, making that's, sure that, that, that he was good. using his routes and just, like, that's it, the right? Just, just see, to get the free 15 yards and in the I comeback.
1: Have a rebuttal for that because if you go back to the University of Alabama, and even here, he ran those same routes across the middle at in the University of Alabama. So, again, it's not that he can't do it or he won't. Uh, he won't do it. Is the matter of what Case I was saying, his mindset. So if Calvin really does come back and he has that mindset of like, look, if I want to be, if I want to play in the NFL, I got to buy into this. And it's just, this doesn't just sit for, 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 uh, for the Falcons. This is all of the NFL because if he does it now, you got a complete wide receiver to go along with, Pitts, London, but it becomes a money issue and like I said, all of that and I'm just talking about for one year and and I'm not talking about keeping them for five years and throwing them a big mega contract because we don't have the money for that anyway, but I'm saying for that one year, you got Drake, you got Pitts, and you have Calvary. If he buys into that, this team is that more dangerous. So this season, this particular season, it makes that Falcons team, 23 Falcons team, that much more dangerous. Yeah. So like, like I and said, they, it's yeah. not the it's not a matter, of, it's not it was not a matter of Calvin really can't do it because I can put up I can pull up tape even last year where he was going across the middle. Yeah, he did the funky chicken, like k Styles said,
0: but he can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you also have to look at the fact that if you're bringing him here, mm-hmm. this is a particular offense where they're not chucking the ball 30, 40 times a game neither. So if, if he's going to be willing to get. accept that limitation of I may not get – because we have to remember before in the five games Calvin Ridley had, he got targeted 57 times.
1: Yeah, he wasn't bound to do that. We, uh, we saw him on the sidelines. <laughs> he was pouting like a little bitch. So yeah, like I said, my scenario is basically what if not like all right if he buys into
0: the system. If he buys
1: into the yeah. system, now yeah, he if the, he offense.
0: if he buys into the system, yeah. But if we looking at if we're looking at how he plays compared to what the receivers they have now, um his style does not replicate what this offense does. Now like you said, he's got the he's got the talent to do so. Right here, mm-hmm. right here is yeah. the biggest difference. Oh, I should,
1: I, I this is like, why this I is why, why make, make it is clear I, I just wanted to make it clear that Calvin really can Run every route on it, and that's that's where I was oh, yeah. getting because a lot of people think oh, yeah, it's just definitely. because that's how Burt Cuddle was using him that he's nothing but a sideline receiver, and that's false because if, again, if you go back to the University of Alabama and even in um, our system, he ran routes over the middle, but he wasn't comfortable. Doing it all the time, so like I said, it, it wasn't a matter. Of, uh, he's gonna buy no, it. no 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 it's no like, no right, no. I really is a well-rounded receiver, and he can do it, but his heart won't. No, let him.
0: no like I said, I think this is the first time they actually seen us actually debate something where we all ain't on the same page. They
1: have. They think we get along. I don't know why people <laughs> think we get <laughs> along all the time. Yeah.
0: But
2: <laughs> I mean, day. my other side of it too was that, I mean. You got to think about what's likely going to happen when he comes back, right? If -hmm. if he plays with us in 2023 season, does he still have the same mentality of like, hey, I want to get stats, so I'm going to do everything I can in order to get stats, even if this whole offense is predicated on like running the ball 40 different times. If I'm like going to get like 20 uh, passing attempts out of Mariota, like how many of those catches am i gonna get like how many of those throws are gonna go to me and if i'm going to be like in calvin really shoes i want that contract career like i want to make sure that i get the stats because that's what people are going to judge my production off of yeah. and mm-hmm. i don't think he can get what he's going to want out of us for next season so either mm-hmm. he might try to go before we get the chance to like you know, fully going go into like a run heavy oh, style play. of you're offense. Go Somebody exactly. Say, I out
0: of the yeah. so. So, exactly. So. so be prepared for that.
2: <laughs> like that is my that right, is my biggest concern. Right, and if he right. doesn't get the numbers, and then we're gonna start running the ball, but we're gonna put him on the field, he might give us that tell. He might give us us like, I don't want to try. Like I'm not going to get the ball, so why bother?
1: And so, no that's so. that's the point that's the that's the issue that I have in your argument. You said he's that's a tail. It's not a tail because he can run that route and he's done it successfully. So it's
0: not, well, just not like a, you a tail. When it
2: comes to running the ball.
0: Nah, Cuz we're going to run he, the ball more often. I, mean, I, I think I think he's talking about more so of what Calvin really is as far as a blocker. I think that's where he's going I, with it. I, I, I think that's where where he's coming, I, where, where he's talking like, about the block inside. It, where like you say, at the end of the day, it's all sorts of things. OZ ain't
1: that good of a blocker himself. I'm just like she, I'm, no, he, he's a great look, receiver, but he may be better than Cav. He may be better than Cav really as a block. Like I said, he is. Like, my thing is I, I'm like I said, I'm not here. Cav really six feet, 180, 190. OZ is what? Five, seven, 180, probably maybe. But he tries harder. Is he really? If he is he really that much of like I? I gotta watch the film, but I'm not. Yeah, sure, he's, certain that he he's trying harder, more better. He's trying, but that's not a good. I that's guess. not certain to say. All right, he's a better blocker. Well, why do you think Arthur
2: Smith loves him so much as a receiver? Like, it's the effort that he gives in every single he play. Does a lot
1: of things he he does yeah. a lot of things. Like I said, right. my thing you're is, I, like, I, like, I see a lot of people's comment. Look, I can separate my personal thoughts on what he did and what he is, his talent. I don't care about what he did. What I'm saying as a player, Calvin Ridley can run every route on the tree, but it comes down to what Kev and Noah was saying. Will he fully will he fully commit to what the Falcons are doing offensively as a blocker and say, look, if I want to get this contract, I'm gonna have to block. I'm gonna have to do the dirty work and going over going over the middle. Those types of things, they're very important. But to say that he's not like he's he's not one of those receivers that can't do it, that's just not true whatsoever.
2: No, yeah. I'm just saying, like If he wants to do what's comfortable, he's not going to want to try to do those routes the majority of the time. He's going to try to go to those out routes, those comeback routes, those slant routes, like some of the things that he can get and just get out of bounds quickly. I
1: just don't believe that. That's what the Falcons offense this is what the Falcons offense Julio did those all the time. Everybody in that offense did that. OZ wasn't going across the middle. He was running those same routes to Cameron Ridley. So it's it's not it's not because What we're we're predicating Calvin Ridley in Dirt Cutter's offense? This is not dirty. It's not. It's not Dirt Cutter's offense. It's Arthur Smith's offense. And even in Arthur Smith's offense, in the first couple of games, Calvin Ridley still put up numbers. No, he didn't put up great numbers as far as his previous years, but he still put up numbers when given the opportunity to make plays. So he still did those things. But like I said, like I don't want to. I don't want to. Handicap a guy based on what he did in someone else's system and say, all right, he did this in his system. He can't do it in Arthur Smith. We don't know
0: that yet. Because, like you said, if you're talking about the comparison between him and the Lama, of course, Calvin really is the better receiver. But like you said, as of right now, and like I said, this ain't no feeling, but I'm just going based off where the eye test is showing me right now. Is right now, Zacchaeus has limitations in his game, Mm -hmm. but his heart is bigger than his skill set, and you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. And And with Calvin, like
2: not technically, he's not going to be like the best blocker, but he's going to give you the effort.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So we don't. Mm -hmm. So like you said, even even when we said with Calvin really at Alabama. That wasn't a that 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 wasn't a that Alabama team he was on was not really a predominantly run team either. It was pretty much a air raid offense as well. So this is a guy that's kind of used to getting the ball. You know, you gotta get the ball. Now he's not on the Robbie Anderson uh, sit your goofy ass down side of the game, but um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but. <laughs> You have to put him in. We, we, like I said, as far as we don't know how he would deal with being in a offense where he's not gonna get that many targets, or the target is the not thing. gonna be the focus. That, 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 like I said, like, and that right there, and that right there is the biggest difference. Like I said, that's, the, that's how it
1: works. If Calvin wants that bag right now, he has to buy into this system. Because mm-hmm. other teams are watching this type of – because who's going to truthfully – I like, honestly, I don't know who's going to come out and give the Falcons a first-round pick for him as it mm-hmm. stands right now because he's going to be a year older, he hasn't played, and we're going to say, all right, we're going to give Calvary away for, a, a, you know, <laughs> a fourth-rounder. Falcons are really going to do that? Are they just going to allow him to play? Because he's still technically in his fifth year. He's still well, technically I think in his what, fifth year. I, I believe we well, almost I believe had the same conversation.
2: Third. Uh we almost had the same conversation with Deion Jones, right? Like he, he went for a sixth. I mean, it just it I mean, just
1: line, depend- linebackers, though. Linebackers are in a premium in this league, yeah. But it's like all about like the overall production that you're trying to replace. There is again, this is a passing league he's a linebacker. Like defensive ends and linebackers are premium at a premium. So you're going to pay more money for pass versus in this league than you are for linebackers.
0: I think like I said it's just it's just going to depend on what market out there. This is this is a
1: good it's, I the, the, it's I, like like I said I, I love the debate, man. I love the debate. Yeah. yeah because yeah, this is yeah, how yeah.
0: other teams are thinking yeah. as well. Mhm. So you so you're getting so you're you yeah, so like I said y'all actually got a rare treat tonight y'all actually got a full on debate <laughs> this is how <laughs> we it <laughs> like this, like none, of this like like all. none of this is like
2: insulting none of this is like oh well I'm gonna bash your thing I'm gonna be like disrespectful right exactly. exactly. it's like no
0: like <laughs> this this is we're, what we're you trying call to keep it respectful all around like I said this is what mm-hmm. you call talking about the the topic and the point, like I said, you don't have to throw nobody's mama in here. You ain't gotta talk about nobody's <laughs> looks here. Right. Yeah, all of a sudden now y'all wanna damn shoot the fair one when y'all see each other. Like, nah, bro, it, it don't work like that. But like I said, this is a definite. But you know what? Like I said, yeah, see I Maggie think- over here. She wants to fight. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to fight. Man, you don't go over there. And make go over there. And make me a pie, or something.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this this white on the
0: panel. <laughs> <laughs> Anime oh, talking man. about, I want to fight the panel. Girl, go on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Like I said, I think we should go ahead and wind it down because this is definitely a good conversation piece. Like, we need to continue. On like Mike,
1: like you went in on Cabral. How the hell are you defending them now? Like, see, that's yeah. that's we can separate. We can separate the people.
0: <laughs> exactly. See, I'm Calvin really see 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 the problem with Calvin really was never about his skill. It was about his mindset the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's that that's it's really yeah. Right.
2: That's like they was if we're expecting Mariota to throw the ball like twenty times, like we, mm-hmm. like take the Jets and Packers game for example, right? Zach Wilson completed ten passes. No receiver got more than two catches in that game. <laughs> Right. Is that something that Calvin Ridley would like want to be a part of, if it yeah, means no. a win? I don't know, right? And that's we, like he, he's got to have that contract we, mentality. hmm
1: He's got the contract but, mentality right now. That's why he's going up. The, the, how the they stats get the contract
2: is based on the stats. How does he want to get the stats? The way that he feels most comfortable about it. How does he feel more comfortable about it? Well, definitely not running the ball because that's not going to give him anything. But also,
0: just like hey, doing what he does best. Mm-hmm. Like you said, yeah, like you said, you like you said, you don't have guys like a Larry Fitzgerald out here. You don't have guys like Roddy White out here like that anymore. Like these guys, mm-hmm. like you said, the, the, that's why these guys were personified wide receivers that you would want to build your franchise around. Like you said. Even Julio in his earlier days before the nagging injuries, it was the same thing. Like these guys wanted to play the game. Really played the game. Now, now have you noticed have you noticed during this whole debate? I said nothing about him being disco inferno. Yeah, yeah, you realize that, right? I didn't <laughs> no, mention none no, of right. that. Right. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. right. <laughs> That he still, he right. still made me. He still, I, uh, like I said, that Kansas City game. He still made me mad about that. I never forgive him for that shit. But
1: <laughs> I think everybody, "What are you doing? Keep going." <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the only motherfucker I know and that they can run to a million dollars and then stop and then, then go to the sideline because he saw a $5 lottery ticket. Like, oh, five. motherfucker, $5 <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. But I think we need to go ahead and continue, continue this conversation because this is actually a good yeah. conversation to have. Um. Ooh, it might be one of those things. We might need to. We might need to break out a Friday Night Madness for this to continue. Mm, this that's interesting. Mm. As if you down. I don't know how it. available I've been, but you know, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it go. We'll see how it go. But yeah, like I said, y'all go ahead and <laughs> y'all go ahead and y'all leave y'all questions and stuff in these chats. Hold on, let me. Go ahead and hit y'all with the outro.
2: I just wanna point something out real quick. I don't know if it's like on my side, but I don't hear the music anymore. How do you not hear the music? I don't know. It's it's been the same like this whole time, but either Something went on with the laptop, something went on with, with StreamYard itself, but like you put on the music. I guess I'm
1: the only one that doesn't hear
0: it. Oh well, let me see so. <laughs>
1: what?
0: It's so weird. You didn't hear Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to see. I'm trying to see if he can not hear it now. Yeah, your laptop busted right now. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <so fast. laughs>
2: I, oh, yeah. I, I'm freaking the Wi-Fi extend. I'm buying all sorts of stuff in order to help me out with my connection <laughs> issues. <laughs> Streamer, come on!
0: Yeah, yeah. See, y'all, y'all tripping, man! Man, y'all y'all doing my boy Noah like that? That's wrong. That is wrong, y'all. So, so 5G, man. it's taking away my music. <laughs> so, like I said, like said, we definitely, appreciate everybody tuning in hey, to the Six Man Combo. Damn, oh, damn, boy! I think that Calvin really conversation kind of put us over <laughs> what we wanted to do, but that was actually. Oh, dang!
1: Fun.
0: We went that long. Wow. Mhm. I was trying oh, to God. get us off. Get, get us off by nine thirty. But I was like, damn, boy, this conversation got good. So I was like, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and extend this. So we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all make sure y'all go ahead subscribe to Mad Mike Sports 6 Man K Styles and the Professor Noah Tendale as we all take you on this journey as the Falcon faithful the journey with the family which is y'all that are watching us right now and enjoy the season we have right now, because we are three and three.
2: Glad someone's enjoying the music in the chat.
0: <laughs>
2: exactly. I can't
0: relate, but you know. <laughs> like I said, the Falcons, think about it, the Falcons are three and three right now. Nobody, ninety-eight percent of this world thought that the Falcons' first win was gonna come around week nine or ten. Think about that for a second. They thought two and fifteen. Also shout out to Lisa. I thought she been in here. She she been in here. Hey, Shouts out to everybody, everybody in here tuning in tonight, man. Like I said, y'all make us. y'all make make us have good shows here, and it's all because of y'all, man. But oh yeah, I'm about to say, man. I don't know. It's like every time I hear this, I be just thinking Nate Dog. I just be thinking Nate Dog, man. I'm like, hey. Oh really? Yeah. They got that Nate Dogg feel to it. But until next time, people. We ain't here to play. We here to stay. You ain't got to go home.
1: But
0: you a, a part of the Execute. So See it.
2: Do
1: If you don't want to me, then keep it clean, fellas. Trim those heads and get the 20% off at Manscaped plus free shipping with the promo code AFN at manscaped.com.